0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's get it. All football, all the
1: time. You're listening
0: to the best football show, hosted by Elliot Parks.
1: What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore parks Today is Wednesday, November 9th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button. And if you have time, leave a five-star review with your best NFL take, who you think the best quarterback is this year, who's MVP, who's the best team. Leave that take with a five-star review, and I'll make sure to read it on the next pod. All right, so today I want to get into who I think the defensive player of the year is. It's the midway point of the NFL season. We've done coach of the year. We'll be doing MVP later this week. But today, let's talk about the defense and which player I think deserves not. Yeah, yeah, nine weeks into the season, the defensive player of the year award. Before I get into who I think it's actually down between, I think there's two clear candidates for this. Um, I want to talk about two players that I think are probably not going to end up in the discussion for it, but I think should. And the first I'm going to say is Sauce Gardner from the New York Jets. He has proven to be everything the Jets could have hoped for as their top pick this year. And you know, it's not surprising you come into the NFL with a nickname like Sauce as a cornerback. You pretty much are, are a lock to be good. But what he's doing in New York, I think, should not be flying under the radar. If you look at the Jets, they're six and three. They're surprising everybody. They're doing that with their defense. This is not a Zach Wilson led six and three Jets team. This is not a, an offensive led team, right? So they are winning with their defense and they've had. They have a lot of good players playing well on that defense this year. But I think you could argue Sauce Gardner might be their most important because what he's given them is a lockdown number one cornerback that they can put on some of the really good receivers in that division. I mean, you look at what he has to deal with. The Bills, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Patriots don't really have any great receivers right now. But they're in a division with really good receivers – Good quarterback play. And Sauce Gardner has stepped up and played like one of the best corners in the NFL. Forget one of the best rookies in the NFL. He's playing like one of the best corners slash defensive players in the NFL. He's been on the field for 367 coverage snaps. He's allowed one touchdown to just two interceptions. Pro Football Focus has him as the number two corner in the entire NFL in coverage. And they have the Jets defense as the number one overall defense uh, in the NFL. I-, I would disagree with that. I-, I think that the Cowboys probably still have that number one defense, but when you look at what the Jets did this past weekend to the Bills, that is number one defense type stuff, type of stuff. And they are doing it in part because of the excellent play they're getting from Sauce Gardner. So the Jets have found their shutdown corner. It seems like he's going to be really good for a long time. And I think he he's not going to end up in the discussion, I believe, for defensive player of the year. But I think he should. And I think he deserves, uh, you know, certainly rookie of the year consideration. All right. So the other player I want to give a shout out to, and you might find this as a theme throughout this week in the pod. I think the Vikings aren't getting enough credit. And as part of that, I'm gonna say Zadarius Smith deserves some some discussion as defensive player of the year. You look at the the Vikings, they're seven and one. They have a top seven defense according to pro football focus, a top ten pass rush, and obviously Kirk Cousins with all the change, Justin Jefferson, you know, no, elite receiver. Like a lot of their offensive Players get attention; they get talked about a lot. I said I thought offensive—you know—he's the head coach, but essentially offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connor d- d- deserves some credit for um, deep for NFL Coach of the Year. Darius Smith is having an outstanding season. Eight and a half sacks, 30 hurries. The eight and a half sacks are tied for second most in the NFL. The 30 hurries are tied for the most in the NFL. He's been an outstanding rusher for them. And he's really been one of the best players on their defense and one of the best edge rushers in the league so far. I think when you look at some of the great edge rushers around the league, Miles Garrett is on that list. Nick Bosa is having an awesome year. And I know that... Especially for defensive players, it's hard to assign a win loss record to them. But I think the fact that Zadarius Smith is playing for a seven and one team, a team that has needed their defense to win some games for them. That that matters to me over Miles Garrett playing for a team that let's be honest isn't going anywhere. The 49ers are like I think they're a very good team, but their defense arguably isn't as good as the Vikings' defense. So as good as Nick Bosa has been, I mean yeah, I think he has the same amount of sacks as Darius Smith, not as many hurries. I mean you could argue that Darius Smith has played better than Nick Bosa has, and he's on a seven one team. Like he's making impact plays for a team that's winning games. So. Right now, my number three defensive player of the year would be Zadarius Smith. He's been an awesome pickup for the Vikings. And I think the rest of the season moving forward, especially come December in playoff time, having that elite edge rusher in Smith is going to be absolutely huge for the Vikings. Okay, picture this. It's
0: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: All right, the top two players. So I know who I pick as my number one, but I think the top two to me are an interesting kind of discussion. and. What do you value on the defensive side of the ball? So the top two for me are uh, Darius Slay, the cornerback from the Eagles, and Micah Parsons, obviously the edge rusher from the Cowboys. And before everybody says, oh, well, you cover the Eagles, you had Sirianni's coach of the year, like the Eagles are 8-0. No. They have a lot of team, a lot of players on that team that are doing really, really well. You don't get to 8-0 with having outstanding players. So here's the reality, guys. There's going to be a lot of Eagles in this list because they're arguably the best team in the NFL and they have the best record. And part of the reason they have that great great record is because of turnovers. And Darius Slay has been a huge part of that. The Eagles currently. Are plus 15 in the turnover differential. They've created 18 turnovers in 18 games. The second best team in the league is plus seven. So the Eagles are over twice as good in the turnover differential uh, as the second place team. So when you look at how they've become eight zero, a big reason is turnovers. And Darius Slay has been a big part of that. He has three interceptions so far. He has three interceptions and only one touchdown allowed. He's three times more as likely to take the ball away than he is to allow a touchdown. And what's impressive about that is. He is guarding the team's number one receiver each week. He is that lockdown corner. Justin Jefferson, we all saw what he did against Justin Jefferson in primetime on Monday night, right? He lines up against CeeDee Lamb when they play the Cowboys. He lines up against Terry McLaurin when they played Washington. I mean, there are good receivers that he's gone up against, uh, and he's done really, really well. He, I think, again, the one touchdown allowed, I believe, was in week one, so it's been seven straight games without him allowing a touchdown. And just the fact that when when you look at what the Eagles are able to do, they have a really good secondary, obviously, but it is such a massive advantage in today's NFL to have a cornerback that you can put on any receiver and trust that he will shut that receiver down. I think... If you would ask me last year, I would say that edge rusher is is the most important player on defense. And certainly when you look at what they're paid, that is the case. And I think it probably still is. But the value of a corner is going up just like the value of a wide receiver is going up. Like if you're going to, if the Dolphins pay Tyreek Hill what they paid him, if the Eagles pay A.J. Brown $100 million, then teams are going to need to pay corners on the opposite side of the ball money to stop him, right? It increases Darius Slay's value. Jason Kelsey was talking uh, earlier in the week, or sorry, earlier this month on his podcast. Um, I think it's called New Heights. And he said that he believes cornerback is the toughest division, is It's the toughest position to play in the NFL. And it's hard to disagree with. Obviously, quarterback, you have the whole, you know, you're, you have the ball in your hand on every play. You're deciphering defenses. There's a lot of that. But when you look at how the rules are, are built towards the offense and how hard it is to cover some of these receivers where they know where you're going and you're the one constantly reacting to have a cornerback playing at the level that Darius Slay has. He has to be in the defensive player of the year consideration. He's been arguably the best corner in the NFL for our, for arguably the best team, and he's without question part of the defense that's creating the most turnovers. And part of the reason they're able to create so many turnovers is Slay shuts down his side of the field. So then on the other side, the quarterbacks have to go that way. The the Eagles' defense defensive backs know they're coming that way and that's how you create so many turnovers so in a league predicated on passing The Eagles have a cornerback that is shutting down opposing passing attacks each week against number one receivers. If that's not a defensive player of the year candidate, I don't know what is. Like if you're the best player, arguably, on one of the best defenses in the NFL, you have to be considered for it. If you look at the odds right now, he's not even ranked in a lot of them, which is absurd. So I think when you look at the best secondary player in the NFL this year, it's probably been Darius Slay, or at least he's on that very short list. But when you talk about the best defensive player in the NFL, the guy that I think through nine weeks has been the biggest difference maker— it's Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he is a generational talent. You look at what he's done so far. 22 hurries, 9 quarterback hits, 8 sacks. His 8 sacks are 5th in the NFL, which was surprising because it seems like every week I see him making 2-3 to three, like game-changing defensive plays. He has a touchdown this year on a fumble recovery. And what makes him so dangerous as a defensive player is you have no idea where he was, go- where he's going to line up. So, so far this year, he's lined up 347 times as an edge rusher. He's lined up as a, a linebacker, so either coming from the middle of the line or lining up as one of those weak linebacker spots 105 times. And when he's on the line of scrimmage, like when he's an edge rusher for those 347 snaps— He's split almost evenly. He's been on the right side 183 times, and he's been on the left side 164 times. So if you're a quarterback, you have to get to the line and say, okay, where is Micah Parsons? He's the number one guy you have to worry about. And he can be so many different places that it makes him so hard to stop. The Cowboys this year have been winning with their defense. They have the best pass rush in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, and Micah Parsons is the biggest reason for that. You cannot block him with single coverage. I saw him play in Philadelphia. The Eagles had to essentially make their entire offensive game plan around how they were going to handle Parsons, and they have one of the best—they have one of the best set of tackles in the league. So, as good as Darius Slay is, and as much as he impacts the passing game. There still is nothing quite like an edge rusher that can completely wreck the offensive line and make life miserable in the pocket for the quarterback. Slay can take away that number one receiver, but there's still other options if the quarterback has time in the pocket. It doesn't matter if you have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, all lining up on the same offense. If your quarterback doesn't have time in the pocket... It doesn't matter. And Micah Parsons right now, there is nobody better in the league at completely disrupting an offensive line and completely disrupting a quarterback's time in the pocket. So when you add in the sacks, the hurries, the hits, the versatility, the fact that he scored a touchdown, the fact that his unit is why the Cowboys season is still alive, he's not only Defensive Player of the Year, he's probably in the MVP discussion as well. So Micah Parsons halfway through the season is my Defensive Player of the Year, and I would be very surprised if when this season ends, We're not talking about him as the winning NFL defensive player of the year. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thanks, everybody, so much for tuning in. If you're still listening, please hit that subscribe button. It helps the show grow. And as I said, leave a five-star review if you like what you hear and leave your best NFL take. Maybe you disagree with who I think the defensive player of the year is. But leave that five-star review with your opinion, and I'll have a pod one day where I read all the reviews. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and I'll talk to you guys on Thursday.